welcome to another What's Up podcast. This is Becca Martin-Brown, the Features Editor for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And I am excited. You know, I'm always excited about these. I'm excited to be joined today by Brenda Nemec, who is the Director of the Arkansas Public Theater Production of The Lifespan of a Fact, and Tanner Pittman, who plays the overly enthusiastic fact checker named Jim Fingle. Hey. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. This show is enough to just make your head explode. (laughs) Agreed. In a wonderful way. The premise of the show is that John DeGatta has written an essay for a magazine about a teenager who committed suicide in Las Vegas. Jim Fingal, Tanner's character, is assigned to fact-check that essay. And really all the editor intended was make sure the lawyers won't get upset. (laughs) But Jim Fingal takes it seriously and ends up with 137 pages of fact-checking for a 15-page essay. And it brings the question of what is truth and what is fact? What kind of discussions did you all have starting this show? We talked a lot about what is truth, what is fact, what we see on the media, um, on the news, in social media, in magazines. Um, Everywhere we look these days, people are claiming that their way is the right way. Their way is the only way. And so there's a lot of things out there. So we talked about what, what's real? What do we believe? Where, how far do we dig to, to find out what is the truth? What are the facts? What, what are the differences between those two, two things? And how much do we really want to know? I I was about to ask you, did it change the way that you perceive the news and fact and truth? And Um, I think that for me, the I think this is a very important piece coming out of the the last year that we've all been through. um, I think that it speaks to misinformation. And um, I think that we've all been a victim or can feel, uh, have been privy to information that is misinformation um, recently. So it was very easy to tap into the character and get into that, that mindset of, of uh, well, this, is, this, this isn't true or this is what is true and what is fact. It's a really fascinating show, and I understand. Here's the surprise that I teased you with. I actually got to do a little email interview with John DeGatta. Oh, wow. You are kidding me. No, I'm not. Oh, I think that is so exciting. <laughs> That's so cool. And the first thing he said was he wants people to know that the characters in the play are characters, and the real guys are friends. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. He also said he'd be here if it wasn't for COVID-19, that he's made it a policy to go see his show wherever it's done since it was on Broadway. So now that's exciting as well. 
but also a little bit scary. Maybe I'm thankful for COVID. <laughs> no pressure now, right? Yeah, no pressure because he knows who you are and that you're doing this. Oh my gosh, I hope we do it justice. I think we will. I think our audiences are going to really identify with these people and all three of the characters who are in a diff- who want the same outcome, but they're all coming about it in a different way. And I think different people in the audience will identify with all three of these characters and maybe a mix of all of the characters. Well, I thought it was interesting personally because I've been a features writer most of my life. And so my reaction, you remember what I said, Tanner, I hate (laughs) you. (laughs) I agree with the John Degata character and I've been the editor. Mm -hmm. It it is. And I think all of those, all of those things we come across in our daily world. I'm not a writer, but you still see all of those things. You see all of those pieces of those people in what we do every day. And I think even in this world of social media and um, everything at our fingertips, it's so easy to scroll through and click a like or click a heart or retweet something really quickly But this show has made me think twice before I click a heart or before I retweet or before I um, like something or share something. It's made me think, let me dig into that a little bit more just before I broadcast this out there. Well, and it's interesting that when, Brenda, when you and I were kids, I think you just believed the newspaper or you believed what you saw on the TV news. Because that was the news. Those were the people who knew what was going on and they were telling the rest of us. And so we believed what they said. They were the people that knew. And by the time Tanner came along, social media was part of all of it. Anybody with a laptop could be considered uh, a, a news source. Kind it was, terrifying. I mean, I can, re- I can remember growing uh, like in high school, we had to start being careful about where we looked for information for our research papers, because some information was like, you know, even Wikipedia is not technically a source or good reference because it's updated by everyday people. Right. It's very interesting. So what were the challenges? This is the third show that APT has done since coming back to live theater, hallelujah. What were the challenges of that? You know, those challenges are getting easier. Um, More people are being vaccinated, hallelujah. Um, Our numbers are going down. People are not quite as fearful of being around somebody else. Um, We are thankful that our cast and crew have at least have all had one vaccine. Um, Some of us have had two, but everybody has had one. And so I think some of those um, challenges are, are decreasing, but we still have, we're trying to put um, six shows in a space that we normally do four shows. And those challenges of, rehearsal space and um and personnel (laughs) when you know 
we think, oh, I would love to be in that show. Well, I can't. I'm directing a show. Um, oh, my gosh, I need um, Joey for this show. Oh, I can't. He's directing a show. So just personnel as well, um, those challenges are still present. And we'll still have those through the rest of this season because we want to bring to the stage all of those things that we couldn't do last year. So we're working really hard to bring those, but it, it can be a challenge. And I'll also say that, I'll also say that, uh, that as Joey's husband, the executive director of Arkansas public theater, I have been able to witness as someone who's been very scared and afraid of being extra cautious and washing my hands and being around people, I've been able to see the way Arkansas Public Theater has safely allowed people to come in and enforce social distancing and masks and has sanitation stations. And it's made me feel safe. So I feel safe presenting this to the public in a safe environment. What was it like working, rehearsing in masks? And are you going to wear the clear face shields for the show? Yes, we are going to wear the clear face shields for the show. Um, that has been a big, dis a big discussion point. There are times in the show where um, drinking coffee or having a drink um, is part of the part of the action, and it's hard to do that when you have a shield over your mouth. But we've made that work, and just um, just in the nature of being safe, um, the governor is says he's going to lift the mask ban on the 31st, which technically would allow us to not wear masks for our second weekend of performances. But we still want to be safe. We still want our patrons to feel safe. We still want our actors and our crew to be safe. So we will continue to wear masks. And I think it's, it's hard, a really though. good precedent for I, I, it, it, it. It sets a good example that we're still wearing our masks, regardless if we've been vaccinated or not. We're still in, we're still following the, the governor's, you know, ordinances and everything. So and, and it does. It makes me feel safe. Now, practicing in a mask, those cloth masks are not easy to practice. And I'll give you that, Becca. That was they, get, they would get in my mouth when I'd start trying to say all those words and start getting too fast. And I was eating cloth. So I'm much, I'm so grateful we get to, we were able to switch to the clear masks for rehearsal. You know, and, and it's a visual thing. Theater is a visual thing. So you want to see reaction from your actors. You want to say, I say, um, I need you to react to that. And it's like, well, I am. I said, well, I can't see your face. So it does make a difference. I didn't feel like the shields impacted the last show at all. Clean house. I did. You just did, after five minutes, you just ignore them. I agree with that. Almost so like you forget you, they're there. Yeah, exactly. So what do you want people to know about this show and why should they come? You start, Tanner. Oh, goodness. Um, I want people, the takeaway I want, I want people to know, to go into this with an open mind. And um, I would, my goal is for people to leave this show talking. I want people to leave the show and talk about it on the ride home and to um, talk about it even afterwards. I think there's a lot of great things. And I just want people to come out and see it. Come support Arkansas Public Theater and and um, uh, we, I just think we put together a really great production and it's a great production team and cast and crew. 
Brandon, can I, I can will you top go, I, I don't think I can top that. Um, but we do. I tell my cast every night when we leave that if people don't talk about this on the way home, that we haven't done our jobs. And so there are so many topics um, throughout the show that it goes so much farther than the differences between the fact between facts and truth. Um, we dig a little bit into suicide. We dig a little bit into a parent's death. We dig a little bit into just the personalities of these characters. And I think there's just a little bit of stuff for everybody. It's not, it's not a depressing show at all, but we dig a little bit into a lot of deep subjects. And so I want people to enjoy it. I want them to laugh. There's some funny, funny things. I want people to laugh. I want them to be sad at times. And I want them to go away thinking about where do I sit in this world of news and um and misinformation and um, all the things that are out there. Where do I fit and how do I make this work better? And if you love these actors, just getting to see Michael Weir as John DeGata try to strangle Tanner. It's fabulous. It's pretty good. <laughs> Everybody you know, wanted to do that. He's getting the opportunity <laughs> most of us have wanted to. You know, it's wonderful. I've worked with all three of these actors in different projects, and it's really been fun to bring the three of them together in a project that's as meaningful as this one. Andrea Lickfeld plays the editor, Emily Primrose, and I expected that character to kind of be a throwaway, and she's amazing. Listen, she has grabbed that character and run with it. Um, she. Um, read the script when I called her she read the script and said hey man I'm in um I've got to be gone um for a week I said it, it's fine we'll work around it and she has she's just amazing she's um dedicated and you know I see her as Emily Penrose I see mm -hmm. her as the editor of that magazine what she didn't let us know was that that week she was going to Las Vegas so she actually kind of did like a little bit of studying and research for us and brought back some like flyers and stuff from Vegas for like props for the show. It was really cool. That's really interesting. Yeah. She went to the stratosphere. There was a, there were a lot of, I don't think they could go in um, because of COVID, but she went to these places and came back with a new knowledge that the, that some of the rest of us hadn't been able to experience. You know, weirdly, one of the most powerful moments in the show to me is where the John DeGata character is talking about the chair. Love that piece. And he's talking about the fact that he looked at a catalog to buy this chair and it had to fit in a space so that his mother could walk around it in her walker. And if you believe what the catalog says, the chair didn't fit, but it does because it's sitting right there. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's a really interesting moment. That, I love that moment. That's also a fitting moment for me personally, um, because the sofa 
on the set belonged to my mother-in-law. So when we talk about, you know, he talks about the death of his mother. And so when I look up there, I see Willie's sofa sitting on that set and it brings back memories of her and she was a writer you know so the things you know the things that she wrote and so that brings back a lot of memories for me personally when he talks about his mother and the maybe that's why that maybe that's fit. why it hit me so hard because your mother-in-law was one of my very first mentors as a writer she was such an amazing lady that's really cool so but, the show is great and i hope you all come to see it it's the lifespan of a fact at 8 o'clock, t- March 26th and 27th, 2 o'clock, the 28th, and 8 o'clock, April 1, 2, and 3. No second weekend Sunday matinee because that's Easter, right? That is correct. At Arkansas Public Theater at the Victory in Rogers, tickets start at $10. And you can find out more at ArkansasPublicTheater.org or read more at nwaonline.com slash what's up. Thank you for joining me in this podcast. I'm very excited about the show, and I hope that you all will come back and listen again. Thank you so much, Becca. Thanks for having us. It was so good to talk to you.